Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. That's the sound of rock cracking, and uh, do you hear it around the world? <laughs> this week, we are going to take you outside the borders of the United States. There's so much we could talk about rock splitting politics within the borders, and then we will get back to uh, what's going on within the borders of the United States. But we need to take a week to look at what's happening around the world, more than just the Ukraine Russian war, but untitling this week's program the rcv rcv russia cuba venezuela what about what about what connects the dots why is it important that doc holiday says look at these countries now we all know about russia very important nuclear power more nuclear weapons than any other country on the earth and they're in a war with Ukraine. And I mean, for those who know, they had an attempted coup or a uh, mutiny, military mutiny, by the Wagner Group. We're going to talk about that. Hold on your hat. We're, we'll get there. But also, what is this? You know, the Obama administration really wrote out the red carpet for Cuba and Venezuela in a way. And now... Uh, President Biden's trying to do the same thing, wants to do the same thing. But what does Cuba and Venezuela do? They're wrapping their arms around Russia. And and that's just keeping the Biden administration from laying down the red carpet because they are looking toward Russia for, for what they need. And they're in a uh, bad shape economically we are going to talk about that in this week's show because we got to get outside the borders of the united states and for our listeners around the world sometimes say please please so yes we're listening to you and we got to look at some uh, things that you're not going to hear on the mainstream media and put it together and connect some dots because russia Cuba and Venezuela, and we could throw in a lot of other countries, things going around the world, but these are three that Americans need to know what's going on because futures of our economy, their economy, the refugees, what's going on in Latin America, Central America, all of this, right, is, and it affects the border of the United States, which is wide open under the Biden administration. But how are we connecting the dots with Russia? Russia, Russia, as the mainstream media still pushes the Russian hoax and Donald Trump, Russia is pushing countries to do things and to, uh, to wrap their arms, not a protection, 
but like a python squeezing anything close to capitalism to make sure they stay in their state of communism dictatorship and they can be the uh, footstool of russia and do the bidding of vladimir putin so uh, we'll get into that in fact let's start with russia we know russia 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 wow you know if their country could be a democrat republic where there were rights and and the people were protected like the like we have the uh, bill of rights the first 10 amendments to our constitution if they could have that in russia what a economic powerhouse it could become it was just it's under the clinton administration maybe nobody could have done any better but when russia when the soviet union failed it was um it was something to behold but at the same time america other countries we could have made an ally maybe and they did try but vladimir putin wasn't gonna have anything to do with it and he he uh rose to power and it is not a communist country but it's the it's what is the shambles of a country that went through uh, what 80 years of uh, communism Karl Marx and it failed it failed spectacularly and now the remnants have not been able to get the pieces put back together and it's under a dictatorship basically of Vladimir Putin but last week we know there's the Russian-Ukraine war going on. And last week, we had, uh, there's, for those who don't know, this is the simple version of it, but there's a man, he, call, he was called a Putin chef. Why was he called a Putin chef? Because he ran a restaurant and cooked and then became uh, Putin's uh, chef and they got to know each other well. And eventually he put together this uh Wagner Group, basically a military force that's fought not just in uh, Russia and Ukraine, and they put it together back during when they uh, occupied, took over Crimea under the uh, Biden and Obama administration under Obama's presidency. And as they did that, uh, they they put together this Wagner Group that's been in Africa and Syria and. In, in other places fighting when uh, doing some dirty work for uh, Vladimir Putin and so they, they've had a lot of uh, military expertise a lot of military uh, using uh, using forces where other people wouldn't go and gotten problem because he needed to raise his army in a lot of ways he does it by pulling people out of prisons and saying hey you get your freedom come come fight for the Wagner group but he's used that, you know, he was uh, real big in uh, finally getting Russia to take over the Bakhmut uh, city in Ukraine. And, and, but the Wagner Group, last week, under uh, Yuvani Prigozhin, and th this is Putin's shelf, I was saying, Prigozhin, he said that the Russian military fired on his troops 
and he was upset. He wanted to meet with the military leaders. He went into Russia, brought his 25,000. We don't know how many brought with him. We know that 25 to 50,000 are in the Wagner group, but they're, they're not all in one place. They're spread out. So how many? He said 25,000. We don't know, but they went and took over a, a city of about a million people in southern Russia, not far from the Ukraine, but just a... Uh, you know, like a 10, 15-hour drive to Moscow. And he wanted to meet the military leaders, and he said he was going to Moscow with his troops. And, of course, Moscow beefed up all their security, and then uh, uh, people didn't know what was going on. Would, would people support this uh, uh, Pagosian and his Wagner group, and would they have rebel against Putin, and what would happen? But very quickly, Putin... Uh, protected Moscow, and they got the uh, the president of Belarus, the country that's a puppet of Russia, right above the Ukraine, and the president there negotiated a deal with, and we don't know what the deal is, but they got Prigozhin and the Wagner Group to turn around, stop their trip to Russia, to turn around and get back to the front lines, and and then they said that. Uh, Pagosian will be have a place to live in Belarus, and yeah, I can't imagine going back to Putin uh, and what would happen. And still, Putin will have. Uh, I, I just Putin can't let somebody do that to him without uh, something bad happening to the guy. I, I we don't know what's going to happen, but the Wagner Group is going back. Let Let me play this clip. This is a clip uh, from uh, the. Inquire.net, I believe. Let's, let's play this clip right here. The head of Russia's Wagner Group mercenary organization is, for the first time, publicly rejecting Moscow's official justification for the war in Ukraine, saying the reason for the invasion was based on lies, running directly counter to President Putin's own statements, and marking a new milestone in the months-long feud between the Wagner founder Evgeny Prigozhin, and Russia's top military brass. This is part of Prigozhin's video, which was posted on Telegram. Why was the war needed? The war was needed so that a handful of scumbags could have a blast and get PR attention showing how strong the army is. The war was needed not in order to return Russian citizens to our bosom, and not in order to demilitarize and denazify Ukraine. It was needed for one star with additional embroidery, so that one mentally sick man could look good on a coffin pillow. Shaigu lives by the principle that a lie must be horrific for people to believe it. That's when the lies come. Prigozhin's referring to Russia's defense minister, Sergei Shaigu, a constant target of his criticism. He's often accused Shaigu and other military leaders of incompetence, but rejecting the core reasons for the war is new for Prigozhin. He says Shaigu's deceiving President Putin and that the war was also used to enrich the ruling elite. Prigozhin also specifically uses the word war in the video, not the phrase special military operation used by the Kremlin. So Prigozhin laid this out, not... But he didn't do it on Russian TV. He did it on his uh, Telegram page. So how many Russians got to hear that, we don't know. But he flat out said, hey, the reason 
these generals brought us in the war is lies, a bunch of lies. And so does that word get out throughout Russia? How, how much do they know that? And so uh, you have to say he was upset, that's for sure. So we'll, and by the time you hear this, this is all ongoing as we record. So I don't know what exactly the situation will be. Probably things back to normal. We'll just see if Prigozhin goes on to live in Belarus or if he stays with his troops. I don't really see how the military could let him stay with his troops as he's tried to mutiny one time. Did mutiny. I mean, it was mutiny. He was on his way to Moscow. So uh, you'll know more as you're listening to this show. But what we are looking at in this program, I told you, we're talking about Russia, Cuba, Venezuela, and we've been talking about Russia, what's going on. And I have to tell you that does this weaken or strengthen Putin? Well, it absolutely shows Putin's strength. And the thing about that is he has to strengthen himself. But others may be thinking, look, there was almost a mutiny. We can't, there, there's people upset. And how can they band together? How do they fill the streets and protest? Will they? Or are they too afraid of Putin? Well, they're probably still afraid of Putin. Uh, like I said, Russia has so much potential for an economic to be an economic powerhouse if they didn't have the oligarchs. Uh, man, I, I just just think about the minerals, the energy, the way that capitalism could come in. And I'm not saying take over Russia. I'm just saying helping Russia, and, and they did for a decade or two. But you know. Once the Ukraine war started, all the Western uh, countries that were helping Russia and energy and other things stepped out. And, and Russia has such a backward technology. And they're accused of always being what uh, John McCain said, uh, uh, just a big, um, big gas station, a big oil, a place for oil, and that's it. But, you know, it's much more. It's diverse. They just have very poor leadership very poor local toward uh all the way up and and that's what happened after the czar and then after communism they just haven't had a taste of freedom in a way that can expand and grow and and be accountable that's the trouble they're not accountable and and I just wish, hope, and pray that somehow, someday, Russia can be absolutely free and they can be an ally to build a world that we all be proud of and even work, you know, to free China and, and their, uh, their communist uh, system, one-party rule that just devastates China's ability to grow. But that... I wanted to play that what's going on in Russia, the, the strength or weakness of Putin. But the thing that Putin is doing, because he does not have Western support now, he is lining up with the, those who are, are, are hurting. He has to sell oil. And Venezuela doesn't need oil. But he's making connections. He has been. You know, you think back when Trump was president, there, there was a push to try to get uh, the leader, Madero, out of Venezuela. And, and one of the legislators there was 
saying he was the legit, legitimate president. And But Russia came in and helped them out and helped bail them out in a financial crisis. But they're still having a big financial crisis. And we're going to talk about that. I got a clip I'll play about Venezuela and the uh, crisis. And, and then we'll get also to Cuba and a Chinese base. Is it true or not? It's going into Cuba. And what's Cuba and Russia doing? Well, hang on. We're going to talk about that in the second half of the show. But let me remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We're talking about RCV, Russia, Cuba, Venezuela. You don't hear those. Sometimes you hear about the BRICS and the, you know the BRICS country. The BRICS is uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Now, now they're putting more into the BRICS. There's maybe 22 countries, and they're talking about putting together a um, a currency that will rival the American dollar. The American dollar is the reserve currency around the world. We've talked about that on many shows. But now the BRICS countries are coming together, and supposedly in August they're going to present something that will be a currency that people can trade in other than the American dollar around the world, which would, of course, weaken the American dollar. But that's the BRICS. We're, we're talking about RCV, Russia, Cuba, Venezuela. Maybe we'll do a show on BRICS a little later, but you need to know what's going on, and so... Uh, in a minute, we'll play this clip from Venezuela. But I do want to remind you, you can go to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right on the front page, and you can uh, check out our archive shows over the past year, two years. You can go back 10 years now, just about. But you can see the different shows we hit. And Rock Splitting Politics, we're talking about the politics that are breaking up and falling down and and building up and so we're giving a view mostly in the United States but it's very important to take ourselves outside of the United States every once in a while and that's why we're doing on this show and uh, I also want to remind you that you can go to hatchybooks.com now there is a book it's called Hatchy Keeper of the Secret and Hatchy is a Chickasaw name that uh North Mississippi about a river but Hatchie spelled H-A-T-C-H-I-E HatchieBooks.com you can go there and you order uh, a book uh, the, my novel it's the kickoff of a series it's the first book soon and very soon ebooks are coming and it'll help people around the world outside the United States because we'll only ship within the United States on uh, uh, the books but it's very, very uh, exciting action adventure, fictional uh, history that will go together. When I say fiction, it's a, it's a historical fiction. It's based on some true things. Of course, it's a tale that's never been told before. It is a novel, and it begins a search for world peace. How about that? And can we find world peace in this world today? Well, <laughs> you get started by going to hatchybooks.com and and order your book called Hatchy Keeper of the Secret and it kicks off a new multi-book series by Ed Doc Holliday. Now, I told you this, I was going to play this clip about Venezuela. Let's take a listen.
Since 2013, Venezuela has been amidst its worst economic crisis to date. Since current President Nicolas Maduro has been at the helm, Venezuela's GDP has fallen by a staggering 40%, leaving Venezuelans with shortages of basic goods and skyrocketing rates of inflation. Venezuela averaged 17.3% inflation between 2008 and 2022, reaching an all-time high of 196% inflation in January 2019. Over 3 million people have fled Venezuela due to extreme poverty levels, crime waves, and widespread corruption that continues till today. It's clear these issues are far from resolved as this humanitarian disaster deepens each day. In November 2017, the second most bespoke economics brand, The Economist, estimated Venezuela's debt at $105 billion and its reserves at only $10 billion. The road to economic recovery is unclear as things continue looking rough for the country, just as they have. Now, what they don't tell you in this video, and this, uh, and you get to hear the audio of it, but Venezuela is—they have more oil than most other countries in the entire world. They have a huge amount of oil that still has not been pulled out from the ground or under the sea. But they're a basket case, and that's what socialism on steroids does. They took a country that could be the richest country in South America or Central America. Uh, they could be richer than the United States almost. If, you know, for per person of people, if they would utilize the resources that they have, but they don't know how. And they've, they are part of a system of socialism that's verged on communism, dictatorship, and it's just failing, failing, and people are starving, and millions and millions of Venezuelans have uh, fled. We got a lot in Florida. We got a lot of Venezuelans who've come to America, and they're the ones that are standing up for freedom and standing up for capitalism and standing up for conservatism because they know what happened in their country, and they see what Joe Biden's doing and seeing what the Democratic Party's doing. They're saying, we've seen this picture before. So take that, put that in your pipe and smoke it. But listen, what's going on with Russia, of course, Venezuela doesn't need the oil. They need some techno technical know-how. Russia's promising that, promising different things because they know Venezuela is a thorn in America's flesh. And, and now they don't have a lot of friends. So they're making new contracts of trade with Venezuela and in Russia, they're growing their uh, ability to work with each other. And what is Joe Biden? Joe Biden, he doesn't want to drill for oil in America. He wants to use the dirty oil that comes from Venezuela. He still is begging them to get more oil for America. There's something wrong with that picture. Something very, very wrong with that picture. And now we, we need to talk about Cuba because, you know, they came out just a couple of weeks ago, Wall Street Journal talking about Cuba is working with China for China to make a big spy base on Cuba. Now, you go back to the Cold War, and Cuba had a huge spy base of Russian intelligence eavesdropping on all the different uh, military installations in Southeast United States and even all the way to the White House, some people said, from what they had in Cuba. But after the fall of the Soviet Union, and and they they uh, left that eavesdropping uh, capital they had there in Cuba, 
and it hasn't been started up. But a lot of people think that's where China is going to revitalize that so they can spy on the United States in a special new way of a big land base right there in Cuba. Now, some people deny it. Some people say, well, yes, it's going on. But Cuba is a basket case economically also. They can't grow their crops, and they can't, they, they just, they have the communist system that is just structurally not working, and they keep people poor, keep them on the island, keep them with just enough food to eat to survive in many places just to say things will get better when we get our good friend Russia back. And they are building, this is where I told you Joe Biden's administration many of the people there are the same ones who rolled out the red carpet for Cuba when Obama was president these same people want to do the same thing and build ties of Cuba but Cuba is not wanting to do anything with the United States and when we're trying to isolate Russia Cuba is making new deals with Russia they want to be a part of what Russia is doing with BRICS and bringing in a new currency. They want Russia, Russia, Russia to be their friend as they bring in China. And China is bringing in money. And that's where Cuba is hurting because they don't have the tourists before COVID. The tourists who came from mainly Europe, but even Americans were coming in. They need the American dollar. They, they'll do anything to trade for American dollars. But they are excited about this new currency that Russia will control and China will control. And they want to be the darling of Russia and China. They want trade and they want to do it their way under the old communist Soviet Union style and under Chinese new communism that's lasting where it fell apart in the Soviet Union, and one day it will fall apart in China. We just don't know when that day is. Is it one year or a hundred years or something in between? But I'm telling you right now, the reason I'm putting this in your ear, because you're not going to hear this on mainstream media, but connect the dots. Russia, Cuba, Venezuela. Russia wants to do everything it can to uh, sell its products, find somebody who buy its products, and Cuba needs its oil. Venezuela doesn't, but Venezuela needs, they need some expertise, and, and they're just a complete basket case. So they can come in to trade with Russia, and Russia can build these ties to Venezuela and Cuba, and they know it. It's up America's nose, right under America's nose, and as they build the ties they so much need, they will use that to leverage their power in the world because they're the own they got the most nuclear weapons of any country in the world they're going to use that power to help defeat the ukraine that's their plan every friend they have and that includes cuba and venezuela is a uh, it's an extra uh, bit of boost if econ economic power to defeat the ukraine now, Joe Biden does not want that to happen. He's using billions of dollars, hundred over $150 billion, I believe now, to build up the uh, Ukraine, giving them some firepower. And, and uh, we've done a show, and we'll talk about that in the future. A lot I'd like to say about that. But this, let's keep this on Russia, Venezuela, Cuba. And let's, let's see as we connect the dots. 
you got Venezuela not far from the Panama Canal. You got China just about has bought everything in Panama and just about controls the Panama Canal. And then you got a Cuba that is sitting there, hates America. The leaders hate America. I think the Cuban people, for the most part, would love to have open borders with America to come and go. And yet uh, the communist leaders there are just out of their minds crazy. With they, they just will not budge from the principles of communism. So there's a lot that can go on. You know, Florida is so close to Cuba, and there's such a big Cuban community, now Venezuelan community, and they love freedom in Florida. The Latino leadership of Florida uh, voted in, in big droves for DeSantis as governor. There was a big red wave in Florida in the 2022 election. Nowhere else in the country, but it was in Florida. And a lot of that's because of what's going on in Cuba, what's going on in Venezuela. The, those who have fled the country and got to America, they love freedom. Freedom works. We know freedom works. So when we talk about uh, Russia, Cuba, and Venezuela, remember the dots are connected, and the leaders of Cuba, leaders of Venezuela, are desperate. And Russia is going to abuse them because in their desperate situation, they're going to make uh, economic ties to Russia that will benefit Russia much more than it will benefit them. And Russia needs that now to defeat the Ukraine. And it's happening right under our noses in Cuba, Venezuela, and Joe Biden and this administration. They know it, and it makes them mad because they want to open doors and ties with them, just like they do with Iran. And Iran has run to Russia. How is our diplomacy working when the people who we'd like to build relationships with turn their nose to the United States of America and embrace Russia as they're fighting against the freedom of the Ukraine. And those, those leaders in the State Department, what are they doing? What's Blinken doing? He's going over to China, pleading for the Chinese for whatever. As America gets their nose thumbed at them by Cuba, Venezuela, all the BRIC countries, we're losing our status as the world's only reserve currency. What is going on as America is losing, losing, losing under Joe Biden and, and Vice President Harris and this Democratic Party? We need freedom. Talk to people who've been in Venezuela that's come to America. Talk to people who were Cubans and have come to America. Let's talk about freedom. Let's put the stories out there and let's say it's time. Make sure America is more free than we've ever been before. And that's going to be by kicking this administration out and getting some new blood, especially some conservative leaders in, uh, in positions of authority. It's time to start working at it and it needs to be done. And that's why Russia, Cuba, and Venezuela is important for the, cons for the conservatives of America. We need to highlight the failures in those countries and lift up those who have experienced that. Let's get their stories out there and let's 
make America not only great again, but the best it's ever been because we love freedom and we are destined to keep working for freedom around the world. All right. God bless you. See you next week right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.